Hi there, welcome to Talk Canicross. I'm Janetta George. And I'm Gail Walker. We're here today to talk all things Canicross, the fun way to get fit with your dog. So each month we'll be joined by a special guest or two. We'll hear from professionals, regular Canicrossers, and also dog and human experts in their field. It will be real people and real stories. So we hope you'll join us, whether it's for training tips, dog talk, or just for fun and encouragement. This is Talk Canicross, brought to you by DogFit. And don't forget to hit subscribe and keep in touch with all things Canicross. Hi everyone, uh, today we're catching up with one of our very own DogFit trainers, Kat Everard, and we'll be discussing the important subject of mental health. Kat's got a really special story to share with us all today, one that I think many people will be able to relate to, whether it's something you've gone through yourself personally, or you may even know someone who's had a very similar experience. So first of all, I want to say welcome to Kat. It's really lovely to have you with us today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. No, we're delighted. Thank you for um, spending this time with us so we can hear about your your background and how you got involved in the sport. But let's start there because that's a great place. How did you discover Canicross and what's your journey been in the sport? Um, so I have now been Canicrossing for about six years. So six years ago, I saw someone in a normal run club uh, running with their dog attached via a harness and bungee. And I thought it was great. So I looked into it a little bit more. There wasn't much information out there at the time. Um, and I started by borrowing Gail's dog, in fact. Um, and I ran with him for a few years. And then my dog, Stanley, was old enough to join in as well. So um, we were doing regular runs. Stanley is a cockapoo. Uh, He's four years old now and very, very loyal. Um, He's really active. We've taken part in trail marathons together. Um, And I've also run with rescue dogs as well. So I used to volunteer for Rescue Remedies and um, have run a range of breeds from Staffies, American Bulldogs. Um, Yeah, so I've run with plenty of dogs and plenty of miles now. It's quite interesting you touched upon the rescue dogs because, you know, we've we've talked about it in some of our previous podcasts about how um, important Canicross is for them. So you've obviously found that really beneficial really beneficial Mm. um for their socialization they've been able to run alongside other dogs um it gives them a good outlet for their energy that's you know pent up if they've been in a kennel all day Mm. so yeah that was a really really great thing to do for both the dogs and myself it's absolutely amazing to hear that you've done marathons with stanley because he is a a cockapoo and i know he's he's got lots and lots of energy um how did he cope with doing that kind of distance canny crossing So we didn't just wake up one day and decide to do that. Uh, Like you would yourself, uh, we had to do a training plan, stick to a training plan, build up really, really gradually. And although he's active, I had to make sure that he had plenty of rest as well as his training. So it was really like you would yourself, build it up sensibly, fuel well and um, just keep an eye on to make sure they're always enjoying it. So it's and it sounds like um, you've really enjoyed the whole Canicross experience and uh, You and Stanley have had some really exciting adventures along the way, like you said, even up to marathon distance, and um, it's fantastic. Today, obviously, we wanted to touch upon mental health specifically, and I know that you've also struggled yourself, haven't you, with depression and anxiety, and that was for a while. Would you be happy to just talk a little bit about that for us? Yeah, so 
a few years ago now, I was um, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Things started a little bit before that. I had started feeling quite numb, not really having um, any joy in anything that I would usually enjoy. Uh, I was starting to get anxious and starting to isolate myself from things like social gatherings I would always be saying you know I can't come I'd make an excuse I didn't feel well but really it was just that um, I had this anxiety inside of me about what might happen if I went I was worrying and worrying about a lot of things this turned into panic attacks and I could have panic attacks at any time of the day on my way to work potentially at work even out on a run before um i've had one so um this sort of feeling of not being able to face the world you know gradually got worse and worse and i did go and speak to my gp and um that was kind of the beginning of the journey to being diagnosed with depression anxiety and getting some help with that mm-hmm. and and was it after that that you decided to go down the canny cross route or you were just out exercising and I know that obviously you joined with social groups what was the next kind of steps for you uh, so at this time canny cross became a really important part of my life group runs sort of helped me to overcome this worry about being in a social situation because um, we're all going there for the same purpose. We are taking our dogs out for a run. You get there and you don't really have to worry about what people want to talk about because all they want to talk about is their dog um, from, you know. (laughs) I guess it took the focus away, did it? Is it was more because obviously the dogs are kind of the, the key part of it all. Yeah, I mean, when you're running, you're watching what your dog does. When you're running, you're talking about what your dog does at home, their funny little quirks, um, what they eat, uh, what they, you know, what their funny habits are, their training, all sorts of things. So you don't have to, if you don't want to, talk much about yourself. You don't have Mm. to talk much about your own emotions if you don't want to. So they're you know, to go to a group where actually we've all got this one love of dogs and we can talk about dogs takes away that daunting feeling. So it did become a really important part of my life for a while. Yeah, and how important were the friendships that you made as part of that to help as well? Well, as I said before, I mean, if you don't want to talk about uh, your emotions or things in depth, then you don't have to. But if you go to these social runs week in, week out, actually you develop really close friendships and um, when you're running side by side with someone there's less kind of intense eye contact and you can start to open up and in the end um, by opening up about everything that I was um, facing in my personal life I actually had some really good and supportive friends through Canny Cross who are my best friends now. Yeah it's amazing when you're when you're all kind of running and exercising it's you talk about all sorts of things don't you and and it's it's great to be able to share things with people but what advice would you give to other people who may be going through their own battles with mental health and listening to this and maybe have thought about Canny Cross? I mean the advice that I'll give are probably the hardest things to actually do when you're feeling like you can't face the world and when you're feeling like this. But the two things I would say is try and talk to someone. That could be someone you know really well. That could be your GP. Uh, That could be a charity such as the Samaritans or Mind. 
And uh, the second thing I would say is go outside and try and be active. Um, so whether that's just a walk with your dog or, you know, um, our kit that we use is really good for canny trekking. So we don't have to worry about the route that we're taking. We just go out for miles and miles. Um, so I would say canny cross is a really good bridge of these two things because you can talk to someone about how you're feeling and you can get out and be active so although they seem at the time to be the hardest things to do uh, they are probably the best things to do to uh, lift your mood um, and start you know helping to feel a bit better yeah, I mean, that's really good advice, Kat, and I'm sure a lot of people will be really in- interested to hear what what you're saying today. And you, you managed to find a way to actually manage your depression and anxiety, didn't you? Then you were given some really shocking news, probably was about a couple of years ago now. And uh, Do you want to tell us a bit more about that as well? Yeah, so like you said, I, I did find a way um, through Canny Cross and everything else, getting um, some help and support. I was in a pretty good place um, with my mental health um, and then my physical health took a turn for the worse and um, I was diagnosed with a condition called MS multiple sclerosis and it affects your brain uh, and your spinal cord Uh, the coating that protects your nerves so the myelin that's around your nerves um, is damaged and so this means that uh, the messages that are getting sent through that nerve um, they don't get there properly um so it causes all sorts of symptoms like blurred vision um problems with how we move uh how we feel um the sensations on our body um and even how you think so um it can be it's quite a vast um range of symptoms that you can potentially get you are you are one brave lady and um you know it's in to, to obviously share this with um everyone but so those first signs, um, you obviously, as you said, you, you were in a good place, but you suddenly started having some of these symptoms. What, what was the journey after that? How was it confirmed? And So my first kind of symptoms uh, started really early on and I kept putting them down to other things. So when I was actually on canny cross runs, I remember saying to my friends, well, my left leg feels so weak, like it's not pushing off like the other one. Um, and of course, I, I put it down to, oh, maybe I need to do more strength training. Um, and, um, you know, I was a little bit uncoordinated and I thought, mm, maybe I need to do, you know, more balance, uh, you know, exercises and things. Um, and then one day I woke up with a complete spinning vision. Uh, so my the pupil in my eye would not stay still. It was going from side to side, which made the whole world seem like it was spinning. Um, and that didn't actually stop for around a month. Um, so they did a lot of tests, you know, I had my eyes checked. They were checking my ears because of the balance, you know, it was making me feel very, very dizzy, very, uh, you know, uncoordinated and then it all settled down. So I was then booked in for some further tests. Um, and as I was due to have those tests, I went blind in one eye. So my left eye was completely blind in. Um, and so they sent me for an MRI scan and then they can see um, MS shows as some lesions on your brain. And um, it was very obvious that that was what the diagnosis was. So I was treated with steroids and uh, I can now see out of both eyes again. So that's all. Yeah, I've made an improvement. <laughs> Do you remember how you felt at the time when you received the diagnosis? Because obviously probably a mixture of things maybe because for a while you didn't even know what it was that was wrong. 
Um, but then you're then having to deal with something that's uh, you know qu- quite shocking news. But at least then you can sort of maybe think forward around how you manage it. Yeah, there was a strange, um, obviously it had gone on for months before diagnosis of all these strange symptoms and I uh, was often told, oh, it's probably stress, It was it's probably stress, like I was going through quite a stressful situation at the time and um, so in my head I was thinking, oh, maybe it is just stress, you know, then maybe once all this settles down everything will be all right. So actually um, to be told it was MS uh, was really scary uh but also a small bit of relief um because by this time I had done some research on my symptoms and I was kind of had this niggling feeling maybe it is um but when you've got that as a definitive diagnosis uh there's a little bit of relief because um there is treatment available to slow down the progression um but also there is this fear of if you can't slow that progression down, what is going to happen next, you know, because it can affect any part of your brain. So that could affect, you know, my walking, um, my uh, movement of my limbs, my eyesight, uh, even speech. So uh, so there was a big fear around it, um, as well as kind of a relief for a diagnosis. Of course, it's, it's all the unknown. And obviously, you stopped canny crossing and running when you first obviously got the symptoms and then after you'd gone through and been diagnosed, when did you start back out canny crossing again and how did that develop? Um, I was pretty stubborn and I got back <laughs> to canny crossing quite, quite quickly. Um, I probably hadn't recovered all of the sight in my uh, left eye before I began, but I, um, and I know that my left leg was definitely weaker when I went back to running, but I did speak to my consultant who did say, if you can run, then carry on running obviously make sure you're being safe and you're going with a group and people know where you are and people know how to support you so that's all really important too but um he was um very keen that actually you know you keep that muscle memory and you keep fit and you keep strong um the brain can form new pathways to send the messages through your brain but you have to um obviously be doing the exercise for that to um for that to happen so um yeah so I was I was given the all clear to continue and I gradually I had to really accept my new limitations on distance um, and reset my goals and things. But, yeah, I was I was pretty stubborn at getting back yeah. to it really quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you say reset goals. I mean, what what sort of distances are you running at the moment and or training for? Well, so now I'm two years out from my diagnosis. Mm. Um, I have managed to get myself back up to half marathon distance and I probably um, will be talked into um, (laughs) a marathon next year, I'm sure. Um, But at the moment, I I give it a a year ago. um, I can tell by looking at my Strava account. A year ago, I was barely managing to get out uh, for, you know, a few runs in a month, um, short runs, anything from, you know, 5k to 10k. um, And my recovery period was a lot more uh, it was a lot harder to recover from a run because Mm. um, MS also makes you extremely fatigued um, because your brain is trying to 
send messages uh, through a pathway that doesn't work or it's trying to send messages through a pathway that's different. Um, so you do get very tired. Um, so yeah, this time last year was a very different story, but I have built it up gradually this year and I'm back to half marathon distance mm-hmm. at the moment. So it's building up and then it's the, having the, getting the medication right, presumably. Yeah, I've had I've had treatment as well. So mm. I've had a two year course of um, treatment, which um, aims to slow down the progression of these uh, what they call relapses. And that's when your brain gets a new lesion, which means that then the messages can't be sent through that nerve pathway. And um, yeah, something on your body will go a little bit wrong. Oh, and and you're obviously your dedicated running partner, Stanley obviously stood down for a little while while you were obviously um, recovering and they were getting the medication right for you. What other areas of your life were impacted? Obviously not being able to run in Canicross initially and taking a bit of time there. Everything was impacted. Um, My work was impacted. Um, I um, I was working as a dog walker, so I was driving around um, picking up dogs and being out in the woods all day walking uh, miles and miles Um, so uh, because my vision was so affected and my balance uh, my driver's license obviously I had to stop driving for a little while um, and then they have to speak to your consultant and review whether you can drive on a medical license so obviously I had to wait for the recovery um, of my eyesight to come back so of course Um, That in turn then affected my independence because I couldn't just jump out in my van and go out wherever I wanted. Um, I needed to either ask for a lift or choose somewhere local to go. Um, Initially, I didn't feel very confident in going anywhere on my own because my balance was uh, a little bit off. So, yeah, so obviously because it affected my work, that has a financial impact. Uh, So I've had to do a lot of um stress and fatigue management um as well so yeah it pretty much affected every area of my life that you can uh imagine really i mean of course you talked a lot about when you had the depression anxiety that was a, a, it affected your mental health and then ms came along and that's very much affected your physical health but i'm sure it had a, you know, an impact on mental health as well and but there's obviously an underlying sort of common factor here which is canny cross which has obviously kept you going and motivated so i mean can you so other people really can sort of get a, a good understanding? Um, you know why why do you think that Canny Cross has had such a positive part to play in you know in your good you know good mental health? So yeah, like you say, the uh, physical health and mental health are equally um, as important as one another, and they're very intrinsically linked as well. You know, as soon as your physical health uh, takes a downward turn, obviously with all that comes with it, uh, your mental health is affected as well. And I was feeling uh, really low, like um, almost a sense of grief of like, oh, I can't do these things now, and. Um, And then you kind of feel a bit selfish for thinking, oh, I can't do these things now because I did also have a lot of people supporting and helping me. So you can really spiral into quite a cycle. But I do think um, Canny Cross has been a brilliant way to lift my mood uh, because it it basically links to something called the five ways to well-being. Uh, you can find a bit more information about this on NHS um, UK or mind.org. Uh, but the five ways to well-being are connect, be active, 
take notice, give and learn. And I'll just talk a bit about why I think uh, Candy Cross actually uh, ticks all of those boxes. So with the connect aspect, um, I turn up to a group of people who all have a common interest. We all love our dogs. We all want to talk about our dogs. We all love running. Uh, so I'm connecting with people. I'm not isolating myself. Um, I'm meeting up with groups. Um, be active. I mean, that speaks for itself. We're all running along. But also that can be taken at whatever pace. Like, um, you know, I talked earlier about canny hiking and canny trekking. If you don't want to run with your dog, you don't have to. You just need to be a bit active. And your dog always needs to be active too. So that's always going hand in hand. And um, the other one is take notice. And this is kind of talking about being mindful. And I find that uh, because we're out canny crossing, uh, you can, you're not running on pavements, you're running in the woods, you're running on trails, you're running with beautiful scenery. Um, and that really does just put you in a place where you're focused on what's in front of you you're looking at the changing of the seasons you're um looking at the beautiful views you're looking at um you know landmarks and things like that so it really does you are in a mindful space while you're candy crossing um the next one is give and i always feel like i've given stanley a great experience when i take him out like it, it has um produced a bond like no other um when everyone talks to me about him I say he's my little adventure dog and I just feel like I'm giving him such a great time so um give is about giving your time um it could be anything else I might give advice to another canny crosser I might give someone a compliment well done on your race this weekend or well done on your pb like give is just you know giving um something to someone else so it can be met in any kind of way and the final one is learn and um, I think in the sport of canny cross you are always learning um, obviously we've been doing it for a while now so we've learned all the basics of commands and um, we've learned how to run some tough terrain but I'm still learning um, today I took out two dogs instead of one uh, so you know that's another learning curve um, so you can always um, add to your learn um, so yeah so that is why I think Canny Cross pretty much ticks every single one of those five ways to well-being and the theory is that if you do those things um, you will um, be in a better place with both your mental health and your physical too. Yeah, that's um, that's really inspirational advice, and you're one inspirational woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anyone that would meet you would never know these things, and that's why you can never judge someone when you do see them. That they, they're not things going on in people's heads and people's lives that they're having to cope with. What what advice would you give someone listening to this? Um, you know, maybe that doesn't have mental health problems or or have their own challenges in other areas, but are looking at the sport of canny cross but are hesitant what advice would you give them to say oh just give it a go seems so uh straightforward but i mean there is a lot more information out there now and dogfit is a great place to start um if you go on your guys website is fantastic for anybody who's thinking oh my goodness, will the dog pull me over? Or what kit do I need? Um, who shall I run with? Um, because you guys have got the blogs on um, what kit you need. Uh, you've got trainers around the UK to take someone out if they don't want to go on their own. Um, you've got advice on how to measure your dog for the harness. So I would say find a place where you can take a look at that information and um, 
and then yeah give it a go um it 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 really we live and breathe it today all i have pretty much done is canny cross um talk about canny cross and look at canny cross things so we uh, (laughs) (laughs) we really do live and breathe it and it, it makes me feel so so much better um yeah the one thing I will always try and hang on to is being able to do this because of course with MS I don't know what's going to happen next um so I don't know the next time that I might get poorly um I think it's important um to say that actually at any given moment I could wake up in the morning and not be able to feel my legs um I might not be able to feel my hands um so I think it's important to be really grateful for the day that you've been given so today was a great day I've got to canny cross and hopefully I'll wake up tomorrow and I can also do the same canny cross that's what I want to do so um yeah I think uh, be grateful and get going <laughs> yeah, for you Kat fantastic well, I mean, you are amazing and, you know, I, I guess you're stacking the odds in your favour by keeping active and, and and trying it. You're not risking anything, but you're um, keeping active and doing it. And we're, we're very grateful that you've come on um, to share your experience with us and provide inspiration for other people that might be listening. So thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure. I, yeah, I hope that everyone can um, be open and find find some support and uh, find something that they love doing like I have. Good. Are there any um, ch- websites or charities or places that you would recommend people go to if they're sort of relating to any of this today? Because I know you, you've worked, you've, you're linked to a charity, aren't you, for MS? So, yeah, so um, with uh, regards to MS, there is um, a forum called shift.ms and uh, you can speak to other people who have MS. Um, you can find people who are of a similar age to yourself, um, a similar circumstance. You might be the partner of someone who has MS because that is another um, tricky position to be in and you might be looking for support. So shift.ms. Um, and the MS Trust give really good information and give um, a forum of people um, to share experiences with. Um, and then with regards to the mental health, um, I think mind.org is a really good place to start um, for being signposted to places um, and things that you can do to start getting yourself some help. Super. Thank you so much, Kat. It's been fascinating talking to you today and thank you so much for giving up your time. And yeah, happy canny crossing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much.